All right, day 79. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm John. And I'm Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to look through it and see God. We don't come to it primarily to look at it and see ourselves. All right, 1 Samuel uh, 29 to 31. We're ending 1 Samuel. Originally, it was... Right, one book. So yeah. it's a. Uh, this is like we're getting to the intermission, right? So it's a. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we're halfway through this story. Saul's reign comes to an end. Say, yeah. yeah, and then David rises. This is the last scene for the man Saul. <laughs> right. It's been a long ride with Saul, but yeah. uh, it's about over with for him. It's funny, um, because twenty nine or twenty eight, we left off. And it was like, Saul, you want to listen to me now? Like, right. He tries to call up Samuel from the dead and try to talk to him that way. But in 29, it's interesting that, uh, yeah, Saul's reign is coming to an end. And the Philistines are going to fight against the Israelites. Right. And David is amongst the Philistines. And <coughs> what's interesting is that, you know, the Philistines are like, yo, this cat. Dave? Dave? Hey, man. We good on him, bro. Fam, you yeah. Yeah. Yo, hey, I know he's your boy. But you gotta tell him that he can't. He can't come. come yeah. yeah. So Akish is the guy that is cool with Dave, but his other folks is like, nah, we good. Now it's interesting though. Nah, he comes back, he's like, yo, Dave, hey man, I'm good with you. But they ain't. But they ain't. So you Yeah, uh, you gotta nah, run. Ain't gonna work, bro. Ain't gonna work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, bro, I ain't even David, I ain't even do nothing. Anyway, it's crazy um because God is gonna reroute David. Right, right, right. Um and I, I would just say this, like God protects us mm. even when he redirects us. Right. And so he's going to redirect David. And it's interesting. What's what's important here is he redirects David and it works in David's favor. Right. Because when they get to get to kill Saul, yeah. it can't be pinned on David. Right, right, right. Right? So right. if if in other words, if David had fought with them, the death of Saul could have been pinned on David. And all of his work and talk about, I'm not going to put my hand on the Lord's anointed mm-hmm. with a flown. Mm-hmm. Out the window. Out the window, bro. Yeah. And so David is still this innocent king. Right. right? And the mm. Lord sets it up that way. So uh-huh. it'll be so. And um, so that's what that's what's going on in 29, man. And um, you know, in 30, uh, David goes back to the folks at Ziklag, right? And what's interesting, bro, is it's here that he defeats the Amalekites. Right. Now remember, the reason the kingship is torn from Saul right. is because he didn't. Destroy out of the Malachites. Right. And so we see the the righteous king doing what the evil king doesn't do. Right. And carrying out the laws of the Torah. Remember, we need a king that is going to lead out in obeying God's laws. And that's what David does here yep. in uh, chapter 30. Yep. And even as they do that, then he comes back. And after he comes back from this victory, mm-hmm. people come. They find, yo, know, the place burned. Their wives and children gone. They're frustrated. They're mad. Oh. And they want to stone this innocent, victorious king, right? Yeah. So you have David, who's done right in the eyes of the Lord the whole way, yeah. but the people are still upset at him because they look at their surroundings and they aren't um, uh, they aren't surrounded by the prosperity or the hope that they want. And what I love, bro, is in 30, verse 6, it just says this, but David found strength in the Lord, his mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that you're going to see is... Uh, David, who has this kind of unwavering trust in the Lord, that even when his surroundings are, right, going to hell, David looks 
and he's not discouraged by what surrounds him yeah. because he remembers the God that is above him. Above and that's going to be God. key, right? David is constantly going to turn his eyes to the God above him and not be overly discouraged or devastated by the mm. situations that surround him. Mm, that's good, man. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah. God, he is not discouraged from what's around him because God yeah. is above him. Amen. No, that's excellent. Um, and then in 31, bro, yeah. last chapter of the book, Saul and his armies get washed. Wow. <laughs> they get washed by the Philistines, bro. Right. And, you know, it's so funny that we see Saul's evil coming back on his own head. Right. Um, all the evil that he had did in the eyes of the Lord is now coming back against him. And David was right. Remember, David is like, I'm not going to touch him because he's like, the Lord's vengeance yeah. will take care of him. And right. we see that actually happen here. Right. So we see the faith of David in the faithfulness of God. Right. Right. Mm. In the same. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it did. So, so in the same narrative, bro, the faith of David and the faithfulness of God is coming to the forefront. And a life in rebellion, bro, against God means one day getting what you deserve. Right. Right. Mm. But a life in submission to God, bro, mm. means ultimately getting what Jesus deserves. That's good. Right. So you see like this contrast here and Saul is in critical condition. Right. His armor bearer is right there. Right. He's like, man, just run this sword through me. Right. So that they won't be able to say right. that they actually killed me. Yeah. And at the end of the day, Saul, you know, uh, yeah, puts his sword through himself. And yeah. He dies. Yeah. And what's interesting, bro, is that um this word is going to be used in 31 mm. about uh, good news. So it says that in 30 verse 8, the next day when the Philistines came to strip the slain, they found Saul and his three sons dead on Mount Gilboa. They cut off Saul's head, just like, you know, hey, the heads of uh, military uh, uh, defeats, you get your head cut off, Goliath, right? Uh, stripped off his armor and sent messages throughout the land of the Philistines to spread the good news, mm. right? In the temples of the idols and among the people. And this is the first time good news is used in the Bible. Mm. So this is interesting. Right. right. This is messing up our theology a little <laughs> right. bit. This is the same word that's going to be used in Isaiah to talk about the Israelites coming out of exile and to talk about this future servant that's going right. to bring right, right. this good news. Right. This is the same word that's going to be used in the New Testament to talk right. about the work of Jesus. Right. So in other words, what the good news is um, in, in Scripture, it's about this military victory right. Right, that is mm. accomplished and that you are announcing mm. to people. Right. right. And here we know that the Philistines have the good news and the military victory over Saul, but for us as Christians, that victory <clears throat> is won in Christ. Yeah. And so, like, I think we should frame, bro, how we think about mm. good news and gospel as this victory, this defeat that is won by God on the behalf of his people. That's good. That's good. It's interesting to look at this and to realize, like, the enemy's gonna be the first one to use this word mm -hmm. good news. Yeah. And they imagine that in the death of this wicked king, yeah. that somehow things are going to turn out right for them. But all that they've done hmm. is wipe out Saul, yeah. and now they've left a vacancy on the throne, hmm. and the righteous king's going to come. That's good. So when the enemies uh, attempt Actually. to thwart God's plan, uh, they imagine that it's good news for them at the at the end of the day it's really bad news because all that they've done mm, now mm, is mm. seated the righteous king on the throne that's completely going to wipe them out and we see the same thing throughout scripture satan thought that yeah 
mm. that he got rid of God's king on Good Friday, yeah. right? That's Proclaiming good. that good news while everybody, while all the people of God had their head down, yeah. not realizing that all he did was pave the way to install mm. uh, the righteous king on the throne forever and ever. Bro, it's amazing that you say that, man. And that's yeah. so good. Um, you know, it's again, it seems as if right. the good news is working in their favor, but right. it's actually not because it's setting up King David. Right. But also, bro, this is in fulfillment of the word of the Lord. Right. Because if you remember 1 Samuel 28, 19, yeah. when he brought Samuel back up like he wasn't supposed right. to, Samuel says, and the Lord will hand Israel's army over to the Philistines. Mm. So you see that, we can even say that part of the good news as well right. is the fulfillment of the word of the Lord. That's good. Right? So Samuel's word of judgment right. comes to place. Right. And it takes place against Saul and the armies. Yeah. What's interesting is this, in the New Testament, yeah. when Paul's going to talk about the, the gospel, right. he says, no, no, no. This was in fulfillment mm. in the promised scriptures. Ah, so we good. see that God's word, bro, God's promises, God fulfills all promises of all kinds, even those of judgment. Mm. The good news for us as believers, bro, the beauty of the gospel is that that judgment day has moved has moved from, for us from the future mm. to the past. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, Let's pray. pray. Uh, Father, we thank you for the hope that we have, not just because of our faith, but because of your faithfulness, yes, God. Uh, I pray that in light of that, we would live lives of faith uh, that um, manifest themselves in faithfulness in the ways that we live, in the ways that we move, in the ways that we respond to the apparent discouraging situations surrounding us, God. I pray that we would look up and live uh, in faith because we know that the God above us is greater than the situations around us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.